0: We are definitely through the looking glass when the more politically left members of our Bitcoin community find themselves more closely aligned with Senator Ted Cruz than with Elizabeth Warren. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast, Weekend Update Edition. Of course, the big story this weekend continues to be the so-called Senate infrastructure bill and its attack on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. However, before we get into that, let's look at the stats. Bitcoin is currently priced at $43,968.66, and while that is down a little bit on the 24-hour period, it is down significantly from the $45,000 that we briefly topped earlier this afternoon. We're currently at block height 694,853, and we're about four days away from the next difficulty adjustment, which is tentatively scheduled to occur on August 12th and will be about 8%. The network is currently processing 2.24 transactions per second. As usual, we're seeing lower volume because it is a weekend. Sundays tend to show lower volume than the rest of the week, but it's Even taking that into account, it's still a little low for what I'd like to see during a sustained bull run, as obviously the lower number of transactions, uh, the lower volume that's being traded, the easier it is for prices to be manipulated. Alright, and now onto the main story, which is arguably one of the largest regulatory attacks to be attempted on the Bitcoin network outside of the People's Republic of China. As most of you are aware, a last-minute amendment to the so-called must-pass Senate infrastructure bill added a provision that would label pretty much anybody having anything to do with cryptocurrency as a broker and subject them to the bank's secrecy laws and tax reporting requirements. Basically meaning that any time a transaction went through your node or through your wallet, or if you were a miner, that you would have to submit a 1099 and do know-your-customer uh and follow know-your-customer rules for every single transaction. With approximately 2,000 transactions pending in the mempool right now alone, and assuming that there was one party on each side of the transaction, that would be approximately 4,000 1099s anyone operating a node would have to send to the IRS and to the participants of those transactions just at this given moment. Obviously, this would be completely impossible to comply with. Since then, and the ensuing brouhaha that has erupted on Twitter, social media, and the barrage of phone calls streaming into the senator's offices, two at, at least two counter-amendments have been proposed to amend the amendment. One which is favored by the White House would basically exempt mining or proof of stake stakers from the uh, onerous reporting requirements but would pretty much leave the requirements in place for everyone else that has anything to do with bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency the other that's a little more reasonable by senator cynthia Loomis at all would exempt wallet make wallet manufacturers and software developers but none of the provisions for example would exempt your lightning node or anything to do with the lightning network or other second layer solutions at all. Pretty much the only one in Congress who appears to be standing up for Bitcoin at all, ironically, is Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who says that we just need to scrap the entire amendment, which most Americans would arguably say has absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure in the first place. Even if you were for common sense, quote, unquote, reasonable cryptocurrency regulation to help ease cryptocurrency into the mainstream or foster institutional adoption, this so-called must-pass infrastructure bill is definitely not the time or place to try and do this, and especially not springing it onto the public approximately two days before they were scheduled to vote the thing into law. Indeed, besides just the usual crypto Twitter, you have both Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey agreeing on this. For example, you had Elon Musk tweeting out earlier today that quote agreed this is not the time to pick technology winners or losers in crypto technology. There is no crisis that compels this this hasty legislation. Jack Dorsey had a slightly longer string of tweets, but which led off with quote. If we can't strike the entire provision so that we can have proper hearings and deliberation, then let's simplify the definition of broker to what really matters, where digital assets are exchanged for fiat currency. Broker equals fiat to crypto exchange. End quote. And as I previously mentioned, Senator Ted Cruz, who is often mocked by his detractors as the Zodiac Killer, tweeted yesterday, quote... Giving the major flaws in the underlying bill's unworkable and devastating crypto provisions, I also filed a separate amendment to strike the whole thing in the event that a bipartisan deal can't be reached. We have to act now to stop this, end quote. So there it is. Senator Ted Cruz emerges as the Senate's strongest supporter of Bitcoin holders' rights. who to thunk it? if you know me or have been listening to this podcast you know that i am personally not willing to accept any compromise whatsoever when it comes to cryptocurrency legislation this government has a horrific track record of every time that you give them an inch they go for a mile the minute the ink is dry on this legislation you know they're going to be coming at you with yet another attack demanding even more compliance, even more restriction, until Bitcoin has been completely eliminated. That is just the nature of how they play the game. It's the same way that we found ourselves with a dollar that's lost 98% of its value. It's the same way that we found ourselves waking up with less freedom of speech, with less right to privacy, with all of our rights being slowly yet constantly eroded. This blatant and egregious attack on Bitcoin really shouldn't come as a surprise, considering that we have an administration that appointed Janet Yellen as our Treasury Secretary. Without diving too much deeper into politics, let's just say that I hope each and every one of you will remember this when you go to the ballot box next time around. Among the disappointing news out of Washington this week, Securities and Exchange Commissioner Gary Gensler dashed everybody's hopes that he would be crypto-friendly by giving a speech that was described by legal commentator Katherine Wu as, quote, the most aggressive and hostile stance re-U.S. crypto regulation to date from the Securities and Exchange Commission, unquote. Gensler, who had previously taught a course on blockchain at MIT's Digital Currency Initiative, had given the community high hopes that maybe we had a friend and an ally at the SEC. But just as you can take a political science class on the American Revolution from a college professor who is actually a rabid Marxist or socialist, just because Gensler taught a course on blockchain obviously does not mean that he is a friend of Bitcoin. Alright, getting back to some more positive news. Bitcoin price is definitely in positive in the last couple days, with the OG currency up 7% this week and an astonishing 30% over the month. If you follow Ecoinometrics on Twitter, they tweeted yesterday, quote, finally, exclamation point, it looks like the breakout that will put BTC out of this drawdown is here, unquote. And with the famous Plan B retweeting his July 2nd post, saying that his, quote, on-chain data analysis tells him that this bull is not over and that 64k was not the top. To date, Plan B is steadfastly sticking by his stock-to-flow model. Hopefully, as the one and only Adam Meister, a.k.a. the Bitcoin Meister, is notorious for saying, we are one day closer to a new all-time high. With that said, folks, you really, really need to contact your senators and demand that they vote with Senator Ted Cruz and strike the Bitcoin cryptocurrency provision from the infrastructure bill in its totality. But fear not, if they do actually get around to passing this abomination, uh, the House of Representatives is not scheduled to take it up until they come back from their break in the fall, and we will have one last chance to put the brakes on. If it gets that far, however, it will be absolutely crucial to contact your representatives as the margin for passing legislation in the House of Representatives is significantly better for the administration than it is in the Senate where they have a 50-50 tie, basically. Well, that's basically the news for this week, or at least the all-consuming news of the week and leading into this weekend. If you're new to Bitcoin or just curious about dollar cost average strategy, don't forget to follow us on Wednesdays for our DCA Wednesday series, uh, which we began two weeks ago, where we stack twenty dollars every Wednesday worth of Bitcoin uh, and explore the strategy of dollar and explore the strategy of dollar cost averaging. Either way, keep stacking those Sats, and we will see you next time, you sexy Sat stackers.